Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, can we lift our hands unto the Lord? Out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords here tonight. There's a sweet presence of God in this service here tonight. Go ahead and lift your voice unto God right now. Go ahead and cry out to the Lord right now. Tell him what you want. Tell him your heart's desires right now. The Lord is listening on this meeting right now. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that you can meet every need here today. God, that you can mend every heart today, oh, God. Lord, we pray for a moving of your spirit, oh, God. Oh, God, we come before you with a humble heart, oh, God. We come for, uh, before you with hunger in our spirit, oh, God. Church service the same, oh God. But I am determined to be changed here today. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, it is a privilege to be here, uh, to be speaking before you today. Um, I do not count it lightly. And, um, What a church. What a body. I'm just thankful I'm in truth here today. Perilous times. End times. And I'm just thankful I'm living in truth here today. Amen. You could turn with me to the book of Ruth. Chapter uh, 1. Verse 21. Well, verse 20. I want to give honor to this church, um, to the ministry that's in the sanctuary here today. Um, I want to give honor, of course, to my pastor, man of God I'm submitted to in my life, and Sister Bounds here today. I wonder if you could clap your hands. Aren't you thankful for a great pastor and a pastor's wife here today? Amen. If you're there, say amen. <clears throat> the Bible says in verse 20, And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, but call me Mara. For the Almighty have dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing that the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. I want to preach to you this thought here today, filled at the house of bread. Filled at the house of bread. You may be seated here today.
fulfilled at the House of Bread. I do want to give honor to my wife here today, uh, my partner, my teammate, amen. Um, I would not be speaking here today if it wasn't for her, um, her helping me behind the scenes of pretty much my everyday life. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, that lady can cook on a cast iron, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to embarrass her right now, but I call her the cast iron queen because she just loves to cook on that cast iron. Praise God. Love you, babe. We find here that a widow um, earlier in the story had devastating circumstances. The beginning of her journey consisted of her husband taking the family out of the land of Bethlehem, Judah, and going into the country of Moab because of a famine and because of a drought. During their stay in the land of Moab, Naomi's husband passed away. She was left with two sons, and these two sons ended up marrying a woman of Moab. Both got married, one to Oprah and the other to Ruth, and it turns out that if the pain could not get worse from the morning of her late husband that passed away, suddenly the Bible says that both of her sons had died. We clearly see that the story is not starting off on the right foot here today. That Naomi's circumstances was a poor lady uh, left with nobody and left with no one at her side besides her daughter-in-laws. She had every hope and expectation to leave her famine state and to leave what was dry in her own home country. She left and all in return she got was a husband that died just to leave for for better opportunity. They left from, Bethle to, from Bethlehem to get relief, and they left from Bethlehem to escape this drought. In return, all her hands had was catastrophe. Folks, what Naomi experienced was beyond disappointment here today. It was beyond failure. It was more intense than a freak accident. She was living in a nightmare. And I am reminded of Martha, the sister of Lazarus. Her brother was dead in a tomb and the body began to rot. The Bible says when the time of Jesus came to Lazarus' tomb that she said his body stinketh. I can't stand here today and tell you that Naomi didn't have a brother that was dead and buried in the tomb, but it was evident by the scriptures we read this morning that Naomi was filled with the stench of bitterness and it was all over her. This trial changed her identity. Naomi meaning pleasant. Naomi's meaning depicted her life before the storm. Everything was fine until the loss. Life was a smooth joy ride for some of us here today until there came a fatal car crash. Life was full of happiness for some of us here today until you received the bad doctor's report. Life was filled of promises until some of us here today had lost our job. Life is filled with so many hopes and expectations and dreams until life does what life does best. Life is not perfect here today. 
Life is not perfect here today. There's a saying, it says, it's not if it happens, but when it happens. The Bible says that Naomi left the land of Moab and she went back to her homeland of Bethlehem. The city of Bethlehem was moved upon her as the Bible declares, and they spoke one to another, is this Naomi? Not only did Naomi voice her hurt, not only did she want her name to be changed tomorrow, which means bitterness, but everyone around her can see that the life was sucked out of her. Everyone around her could see that her spirit was crushed. Everyone around her could see that she was stricken with pain and hurt in her soul. They knew something was wrong. She responded, call me not Naomi, but call me bitter. Call me bitter because I went out to have a better life. I came there to leave my circumstance, to leave what God wanted me to leave. I went out full and the Lord brought me back to square one, not only to square one, but I have nothing. I am empty here today. Why call me the same person when the Almighty hath afflicted me. You see here today, her bitterness led her to mention God in this equation. Uh, can I stop here and say, when life struggles are real, it is bitterness that is present. When life's disappointments are there, it is bitterness that is present. When life's nightmares are so surreal, it is bitterness that is present. When offense is present, it is bitterness that is right there by your side. God, can I stop here again and say, if the devil cannot take you out with the storm, if the devil cannot take you out with the loss of finances, if the devil cannot take you out with what he will result to is his most powerful weapon, that is bitterness, is his poison that he likes to pour on an apostolic believer here today. I'm speaking before people that have a backbone in the gospel, that know the truth, that have the revelation of Jesus Christ. They're there's nothing that can move us, but if he can destroy you, it would be with bitterness here today. It would be with bitterness. I remember in college, Pastor Nehemiah, I was in college. Oh, encountering all kinds of levels of faith there. People from Presbyterian backgrounds, from Catholic backgrounds, from Lutheran backgrounds. It's in college that God molded me to have the sound doctrine that I can tell you here today. But God had me encounter many atheists there that, that, that four years I was living on campus. Can I tell you that there was not one atheist that spoke a question and did, and, or spoke a statement about God that I did not smell or feel the root of bitterness that left their lips. Why? Because when life is disappointing, we like to point the finger. If we can't point it to our brother and sister, we'll point it towards God. God, why did you allow this to happen? God, why did you even do it until the point that bitterness will eat your faith and you'll proclaim that there is not a God? 
That's the power and that's the warning that this preacher comes to tell this congregation that we cannot, like in Galatians, entangle in the root of bitterness, in the root of bondage, but we must live after the Spirit. We must forgive. We must have mercy. We must die out to self here today. Praise be to God. The word of God says, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself here today, folks. He is one on the throne. He said, there is none beside me. No, not one. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I work from the end to the beginning. There's no one like me here today. So you can choose to follow me or not. But he's looking for those that want to hear what the Spirit is saying. Ah, praise God. The Bible says, remember the former things of the old. For I am the Lord. There is none else. I am God. There is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. I am not here to cheapen Noab's exper uh, Naomi's experience uh, by saying her feelings was not valid. So I come to tell somebody, the way you feel is valid, but the choices you make matter because you can feel bitter and you can choose to come to the altar here today. You can feel angry, but you can choose to pray anyways. Our choices matter. Our choices will lead us to our destination. Praise God. And I, I read the scripture last night and prayed for the service the last couple days. It was Naomi's perspective and my opinion that was off. You see, our perspectives can be altered based on our situations. There is a difference between your perspective and God's perspective. Let me give you word and Bible for it. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For the heavens are higher than the earth, and are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. God here today views it differently than what we view life to be here today. You think desperation and God thinks opportunity. You think a bad report and God knows the report. You think a major setback and God says it's not a setback, but it's a comeback. God is the one that has the last say here today. God is not surprised by every storm that's come in your life. God is not surprised by every trial that's been presented before you. God is not surprised about the valleys you've went through. God is not surprised of the mountains in front of you. God is not surprised about the hoops and the hollers of life that you have to go through on a Monday through Sunday basis. God knew the day that you were going to be here today. It's the destiny of God. It is the will of God 
God that you're in church today. God is not surprised. He has 52 more Sundays. He knows you're going to attend. He knows when your last breath is. He knows every hair on your head. The Bible says, and he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. So my brothers and sisters here today, you may look at a trial. You may look at catastrophe, but God's seen it coming. He allowed it to happen so you could be stronger than you were before. But it was Naomi's famine that led her back to Bethlehem. Everybody say Bethlehem. Which led, which we read here today, Bethlehem is interpreted the house of bread. Your circumstance today can lead you to your solution. Praise God. Your circumstance can lead you to your solution. I don't know the struggles you had the battle this week when you made it here this morning. I don't know the past that you have to battle with every day that you wake up that you've sinned in the past. I don't know your business, and that's God's business. But can I tell you, you so happen to be in the right place here today because where we occupy here today is the house of bread. It's the house where healings take place. It's the house where miracles take place. Place. This is the house of restoration and deliverance. And can I say that this is the house of salvation? It's not because of the beautiful facility. It's not because of the lights or the back screen. It's not because of the good preaching, but it's who we are preaching about. Because I tell you, on one day, there was a man called Jesus that was born at the house of bread. He was born at Bethlehem. And that's why we're here today come on if you believe that clap your hands unto the Lord he's Jesus he's my all, all in all he's my water when I'm thirsty praise God he is my bread when I'm hungry. The Bible says that he's called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And we label our God this way because we have experienced God in this way. Because can I tell you, when you needed a healing, he was present to heal. Why well, need a God when life is perfect? But God said, I'm going to allow things in your life to happen so I can just reveal my deity you deity to you just one moment you had sickness in your body that's okay because it just takes one service for me to touch your body and make it whole you had cancer in your body that's okay I will touch it and make it whole so you can call me the great physician come on somebody we needed a God at one point one moment in our life and he is the I am he is the I am Praise God. <clears throat> he is the God that was in Naomi's storm. I'm reminded in Matthew 14 and 24. I'm reminded when the disciples were on the boat and Jesus had left them, 
And the Bible says that the winds were contrary, that they were located in the middle of the sea, and a storm began to develop. The boat was rocked left and right. Folks, this was not a light shower on a Saturday morning. This was in the nighttime during a typhoon type storm. This was a major storm and the disciples were full of fear. But can I tell you, their Lord and Savior was in the midst of that storm that day. That Jesus was walking not in the storm, but he was walking on the storm. Praise God. But he was in the midst of that storm and Jesus told Peter to come. Can I stop here and tell you that we must hear what the spirit is saying to us uh, in the middle of our storm here today. We must seek to hear what God is bidding us to do this very moment, this very service, uh, but it's faith uh, is activated when you come at a crossroads in your life, uh, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you have nowhere else to go, no faith, no faith and no hope, uh, no joy in your life, uh, and you're in the middle of a storm, but can I tell you uh, that it's faith that cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God and I'm going to preach this word of God here today that you can't come out of that bitterness. You can't come out of that storm. You can't come out of the catastrophe. It's God. When God speaks we must do what Peter did and go to Jesus. If I have one word here today for somebody that's hearing me, it's to go to Jesus. When you're hungry, go to Jesus. When you're hurt, go to Jesus. Oh, when you have no shelter, go to Jesus. Oh, praise God, when you're hurt and pain and agony in your spirit or physically, go to Jesus. We have to get a baptism of this doctrine here today. Before I go to any doctor, before I go to any counselor, before I go to any conference, I must go to Jesus. I must run to him as fast as I can because no message, no preacher can do for you what Jesus Christ can do for you here today. Ah. I'm reminded Jesus asked his disciples in the gospels he said why are you troubled why do thoughts arise in your hearts behold my hands and behold my feet that is I myself he said handle me and see my question here today is can you handle Jesus if he was right in front of you can you handle the blessing he wants to give you can you handle the healing he wants to give you can you handle the miracle that is right before you? He's asking this congregation, I've come unto you. Now, come to me. Come to me with your whole heart and your mind and your strength. It was Thomas that needed a, re a revelation of this God. Oh, the Bible says he was called Didymus, which means double 
or twin. Can I say here today, I didn't do research to see if he was a twin or not, but the Holy Ghost spoke to me and moved upon me some years ago about Thomas, that Thomas had a split faith. He had a double-minded when he came to his walk with God. It was Thomas there that saw the loaves and the fishes be multiplied. It was Thomas there that saw the blind eyes open. He was with Jesus every step, every village, every island, every boat ride. But can I tell you, that was not enough for Thomas anymore. Thomas said he wanted to go to Jesus's every event, every healing, and every deliverance. At one point in time, the Bible says he said, let us go and that we may die with him. He even asked Jesus where he was going next. What was the next church event? What was the next worship night? What was the next conference? And he looked at Thomas. He said, Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life that no man cometh unto me but by to the Father but by me. Can I stop here and tell you that Jesus wants to heal you? Yes. Jesus wants to deliver you but Jesus is more concerned about your conversion today more than anything. He's more concerned what your status is on judgment day. He's more concerned if you're truly a disciple of his or are you the multitude that followed him just for the free meal? Are you the multitude just to hear him preach and teach about a parable? The Bible says when the multitudes left, then the disciples came to Jesus asking to explain the words he spoke. Are you here today? These are questions you have to ask yourself. Am I here today to look handsome or to look pretty just to show up on a rich uh, a ritual ceremony every Wednesday and every Sunday but am I here to have an encounter with Jesus Christ am I here to come to be changed my question is here today can you handle him here today are you in it for the right reasons lift your hands begin to worship the Lord with me Come on, there's something that needs to break in the service here today. Uh, God's breaking the fallow ground of your heart today. He's getting down to the root of your heart today. God has come to minister to some of us here today. That's it. Go ahead and cry out to the God. Go ahead and cry out to him. It was God does allow things in our life to happen for a reason. And if you do not believe that here today, you certainly have not read the book of Job here today. That God will allow things to happen so he can get to us to a place in him.
and to rediscover him and to find him in a new way. Praise God. We must have an experience with God. If it was not for Paul, Paul would not be able to proclaim the gospel and the scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened him because of the prison cell he occupied. It was Abraham that was able to know the Lord as his provider by the mountain he had to climb. It was David that was able to write about God in the book of Psalms because of the caves he dwelt in. Can I stop here and tell you that David uh, was anointed. David's anointing became uh, activated in every trial, every misunderstanding, in every cave, in every mountain he ran around from the evil King Saul. It was Saul's son, uh, Jonathan, that told David in 1 Samuel 19 and 2, he told him something that I so dearly love here today. He said, abide in the secret place and hide thyself here. Can I remind you here today that in Psalms 91 says this, that him that dwelleth in a secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I tell you here today, like I said before, every trial, every pain and hurt, you need to find a secret place here today. We can't come to service and have an emotional vent at the altar but we have to have a daily encounter with God we have to have a secret place here today and it was Naomi that thought she was in darkness oh praise God I feel the Holy Ghost right now it was a couple months ago I had some doctors doctors battling with my health and I sat at my, my couch where I normally play, pray in the morning and I was praying there and I was distraught. I was depressed. I was trying to get things figured out. I was trying to do it my way. I was trying to put my hands on my life and I began to seek God and God quickened my spirit. He said, you think you're in darkness. You think you're in a dark place, but don't mistake it, my shadow with a dark place. He said, don't mistake my shadow for a dark place. Because can I tell you here today, there's a difference between a darkness of destruction and the shadow of the Almighty. You can be like Naomi today and say, the Almighty has afflicted me, but I come to preach to this church. If you're in the shadow of the Almighty, there's no battle, there's no war that you have to fight. Come on, if you believe that here today, come on, give a God a high praise here today. Come on, you're in the shadow of the Almighty. You're in his hands. He owns the cattle on the thousand hills. Praise God. In the shadow of the Almighty. And it was Naomi that came back to the house of bread. She came back to where Jesus was in the Gospels of Bethlehem. Can I tell you that there's nothing in this world that can satisfy what Jesus Christ can do for your life. There is no job or no promotion. There is no relationship or no family dynamic. There is nothing in this world that Jesus can't do for you and more. That's why David said, he anointeth my head with oil and my cup overrunneth. It runneth over can I tell you what if God 
sets a table right in front of you in the midst of your valley. Was he in the presence of friends? Was he in the presence of joy and happiness? No, he was in the presence of his enemies. And then that's when the anointing was poured over his head. Can I tell you that sometimes God has to take you through storms and has to take you to a place of Moab to lose some things so your life can be lost for his sake, so you can find greater purpose and a greater life in him here today. That's why he takes messes and he turns them into messages. That's why he, turks, he takes a drug addict and turns them into a preacher here today. That sometimes he has to take our hands off of our own life so he can put his hands on ours that you may be here today broken and you may be filled with bitterness but I come to tell you God wants to open your chest here today he wants to heal your heart so you can have a greater purpose in him a greater purpose in him music can come the story goes on the story goes on, praise God. It goes on that Naomi and Ruth went back to Bethlehem. They found Boaz, a relative of Naomi, to make to save the details in time here today. I feel the Holy Ghost right now that it was Naomi that told Ruth to go inquire about Boaz. Boaz ended up marrying and having a child with Ruth there today. And can I tell you that the story ends when it began with a storm. It ended with purpose here today. It was Naomi that had her hand on one of the greatest lineages in the human history. It was Ruth that begat Obad, which begat Jesse, which begat the son of David. And out of the lineage of the son of David came Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, if she would have stopped there and said, I am bitter and I don't want to do anything or have Ruth come with me, but she chose to go back to Bethlehem. She chose to go back to the house of God. She chose to go back. And the Holy Ghost is speaking to someone here today. It's your choice if you want to come back. My arms are open. My hands are open. Come handle me and come see what I went through, what I went through on the cross for you and I here today so you can be healed of your pain. If we could stand here today. Back to the house of bread. I feel the Holy Ghost moving on someone's heart here today. That if you would just make yourself back to this altar, not only God will restore you but he will restore you with more than what you had before you started. But it's your choice here today. It's your choice here today. Peter could have stood on the boat, but Jesus said, come. 
and he took a a step of faith. And when Peter was fearful, he took a step of faith and Jesus made him somebody, not under the storm, but someone walking on top of the storm here today. God does not desire for you to be in distress every day of your life. God does not desire you here today to be bitter and full of anger and to be full of pain in your body and pain in your spirit. God is a healer here today. Not only is he a doctor, but he is a healer. He knows your hearts and the intents and the thoughts thereof. He knows everything about you and everything that you went through and everything that you've had to struggle in your life. He saw every moment that you cried. He saw every moment that you weeped. He saw every moment that you were slapped and kicked around. But I come to tell you, if you would make yourself back to the house of bread, God will bring you into the overflow of your life here today. Come on, lift our hands right now. The Holy Ghost is working right now. I need some saints of God to cry out to God right now. I need you to cry out to God right now. The Almighty is come to set you free. God is come to heal every pain and hurt in your mind and your spirit here today. Come on, church, cry out to God. If you want to make your way to this altar, you can. If you want to come and pray, you can. The Spirit is bidding some to come here today, some to come to be healed of your pain. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.